Hey, welcome to uh, Street Shots Podcast. We're the Switch to Manual guys, and I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And I say hello to Tom. Hello, Tom. Hey, Antonio. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I wish I had that Brooklyn <laughs> accent sometimes. I'm from Manhattan, so I don't have a Manhattan <laughs> accent. I, wanna have a, I live in Brooklyn for so long, I want to have a Brooklyn accent, but that's uh, eh, not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm from Miami, but my dad was born in Brooklyn and he sometimes, he'll still say to me, how you doing? You know, it's like, I'm, I'm used to hearing that. I mean, you know how many people in the United States can trace their roots back to Brooklyn? It's a, yeah. It's a vast. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So that's why everybody should be listening to us. You're all, most of you are from here. We all have a Brooklyn connection. We all have a Brooklyn connection. And, and Brooklyn is actually the place to be now. That might be a, anyway. Yeah. 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 It's where the magic is happening. The magic. Yeah. And this is episode 15 and we're calling it magic and tom you're the magician tell me what's what's magic what what are we talking about here well i i think we're really we're i just wanted to talk about the thrill of taking pictures and and the you know the deep pleasure that comes from that creative uh engagement with photography you know, you always hear people say now, oh, everybody's a photographer, you know, with their digital cameras and cell phones. And and that is like somehow made out to be a negative thing. And 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 I just think, you know what? I think that's awesome. You know, more and more people are discovering photography and that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, and even Antonio, I mean, you and I put a lot of time and energy into this. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have. And, you know, and we do different kinds of photography and, and we think about it in specialized ways sometimes. But I think, you know, it's just great to step back and say, you know what? Photography is fun. It's amazing. It's exciting. And there is something magical about picking up a camera and seeing something and, and taking a picture. And when you look on the back of your camera, you know, and you see, wow, I captured that, you know, I, I helped create this image and, you know, I think for me that gets at, at part of the magic is that, you know, we each see the world a little bit differently and there's something about, you know, when Antonio, when you take, when you walk the streets of Brooklyn and you take pictures, you know, when, when everybody looks, when we look at those pictures, we're looking at how, you know, we're seeing the world through your eyes and that's, I think such a powerful, cool thing, you know? And so when, when anybody goes out and takes pictures, you know, part of what we're doing is we're saying, Hey, you know, let me share with you how I see the world. And, you know, it's like what a person chooses to, to frame, you know, what, what strikes us as being worthy of photographing and, and the things that I might see that other people don't see or what you see that, that I might not notice, you know, and that's, that's part of the magic too. I think it's so uniquely liberating and kind of idiosyncratic. And yet at the same time, it's this wildly democratic art form that like everybody's jumping on the train and I see that as a good thing, you know, but it's a, so yeah, the thrill, the excitement of it, just the pleasure of photography. It's always been magical to me because I grew up in the photographic world. My dad was a photographer and mm-hmm. one of the, one of the early memories I have with him was him giving me an old Polaroid. He would take a Polaroid 
picture. Mm. And, and this was the kind where you actually had to peel the picture away from the developing uh, pack that it was part of. Yeah. And it was black and white and maybe about four inches by five inches um, from a special Polaroid camera. And what was really funny about those Polaroid cameras, you had to pull the picture out. And when you pulled the picture out, it squeezed all the developer onto the paper. And you uh. wait like 90 seconds for the developer to kick in. And then when you peeled it off, you had the discarded part in one hand. You throw that out and it had a certain chemical smell to it. And then you'd add the picture. And then there was a sort of vinegary kind of substance that you had to coat the picture with so that it wouldn't fade. It was kind of like fixing the picture in huh. place. And that smell, you know, first of all, the magic of, of a Polaroid, the fact that the picture would develop in sort of front of your eyes, in front of my eyes, I should say. And then this chemical that you would put over. It was really nasty chemical, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. That was like my first experience with it. And Polaroid itself is so, was so magical because the picture come, would come out of nothing. And then at some point when I got into developing my own film, and that first time I saw a print develop in developer in a darkroom. And again, the paper, the paper is white and suddenly the image starts to come out of nowhere. It was magic. And it still is for anybody who can go into the darkroom and see that happen for the first time. And, you know, there's not as many darkrooms these days. But like as a, I think my first developed my first picture when I was maybe 12 or 11, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, as that kind of age child to see something coming from nothing into something, you know, that's now part of my DNA. In yeah, a way. it's something that you've created. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, was, I think the first shot was a picture of my cat. <laughs> <that I printed. laughs> and you're such a cat lover. That's I'm a perfect, cat lover. Man. Yeah, I'm just thinking yeah. about that. I just realized, like, you know, some of the first pictures I take now when I get a new camera are pictures of my cats. So, anyway, it's just. Thinking cat pictures back then and thinking now how the internet is full of cat pictures, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting, but. Yeah, well, again, you know, I mean, let me just jump in and say, I, I mean, like everybody wants to sort of, you know, poo-poo that and say, you know, oh, another cat picture, but cats are effing beautiful, man, you know? I mean, a friend of mine took a shot. I mean, some of your cat shots, Tony, I, I think are gorgeous. And a friend of mine, he's not a photographer. He's like a political scientist, took a picture of his cat and it was just so beautiful you know so i mean i i think you know the world would be a better place if we could just stop criticizing and celebrate the power of creative expression yeah and and photography like you said being more democratic i mean everybody you know i can look at it from a couple of points of view i mean my photography business in some way has has taken a sideways turn not for the good because everybody's a photographer now and i compete with a lot of people and you know Whatever. I mean, that's the way the world is. The other part of that is like what we're doing here is that I love showing people how to photograph. I uh -huh. love showing people that, you know, with your camera, with your phone, with whatever you got with you, and you can take these moments and share them with people. Even today, it's still magic. I mean, I was talking about the days when I was developing, but, you know, to when I walk around the street and I grab a shot of somebody and, you know, I shoot from the hip and so sometimes I miss a shot, but when I look at it and I get it, it, it still has that feel of like the picture is coming out of nothing. Like suddenly yeah. I had this, I got this moment that I was looking for, you know, I walked by somebody and I was like, oh, there's a very interesting person's face there and they're doing something interesting and I grab it and then, and I look at the back of the camera when I'm a little ways away and I'm like, I got the picture. That's magic. 
It yeah. is magic. That's exactly, yeah, the, the topic. I mean, that's what I wanted to get at. You know, that feeling when when you know you have that image, you know, just... I mean, I mean, you know, it may not be like whatever one one of your one of your all time favorites for the rest of your life, but you know, you got a really good shot, and that that feeling of contentment and excitement that you've got that on your camera, you know, that like the day, you know, yielded that to you, you know? Yeah, and and it's so worth the energy that you take to go out and take pictures. Yeah, I mean, I know you want to talk about some specific pictures, and I just for me, I want to talk about the act of going out and photographing because. For me, that whole process is in some way therapeutic in a way and exciting and I get full of energy and I do it on times when I don't feel like going out and taking pictures. And this whole idea of going out with the idea that I'm going to capture the world and I'm going to do it in such a way that nobody else has done it. You know, some people say, well, you know, why should I go take pictures of Monument Valley because everybody else is taking pictures? Well, you haven't taken the picture. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. well, I walk down the street and like there's a million street photographers. They're like, you know, again, everybody's a street photographer because they have an iPhone and there's a lot more people walking around with cameras. But nobody's taking the picture that I'm taking. Nobody's taken that. Nobody's seen it from my point of view. And that is always going to make the picture unique. That's going to make the experience unique. And it's the driving force that sends me out into the world to go and even on those days when I don't really feel like taking pictures, I, I know I'm walking out the door. I'm like, should I bring my camera? I shouldn't, you know, often I bring the camera because I'll regret not having brought it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what's attractive to that is this idea of creation, you know, and, and capturing it's c- capturing and creation is a magic unto itself. Yeah. And, and there's great joy in engaging in, in the activity, you know, of shooting. I mean, that's, the other dimension of it. I mean, it's sort of like, oh, you know, why, why draw a picture? Why paint a painting? You know, why, why, why write a new song? You know, we have enough songs, enough paintings. It's like, no, we don't. You know, that's what human beings do. We are fundamentally creative beings and, and we, you just feel so much more alive, you know? I mean, when I look back on like the now 10 years, I think that I've been shooting, you know, I, I mean, I see some, you know, there's a couple difficult stretches, uh, you know, very emotionally difficult times for me and, and being able to just walk outside and shoot and create and feel that pleasure of seeing a beautiful image and knowing that I had a hand in its creation. I mean, that was, it was, it's, there've been times where photography has been a real kind of life preserver for me. It's a yeah. powerful thing. Lately, you know, I'm, I'm sort of shifting careers a little bit. I mean, I'm always, I'm always going to regard myself as a photographer. I, I, it's part, like I said, it's part of my DNA. You know yeah. that that first day that, say, the first day I told my father, "Look, I can't take pictures with this little Instamatic anymore. What can I use?" And he said, "Oh, you got to get this camera, and you got to go to my friend's studio, and he's going to show you how to develop." Like ever since that day, uh huh, it's part of me. It's huh. never going to not be part of me. But, you know, then there's the practical world of like, well, I've got to make a living and i got to work and do stuff. And so I'm doing other things. And commercial photography has taken sort of a side place in my life. I still do it, but I'm doing other things, you know, more into video these days to make money. And there's a lot of wonderful magic in that, too. So I'm not putting anything down. Uh-huh. But, you know, I still carry my camera every day with me. 
And the idea that now I'm not necessarily making money with my photographs has freed me in such a way that I haven't had before. Like there's this, there's no obligation, you know, I'm not running out saying, oh, every picture I look at has to be a picture that I can sell or I can market to somebody or, you know, some client's going to want it. You know, this idea that I'm going to go record the world. Yeah. There's that age old tension between kind of, you know, the commercial, forces and pressures and pure creativity and the the more into professional photography somebody gets you know the more you come to be defined or, or your shooting is kind of dictated by you know what what the market will reimburse you for as opposed to the other end of the continuum which is all about just capturing what you want to capture and giving expression to how you see the world and i mean i think for for most photographers that's that's the place where you want to be. I mean, sure, ideally you want to be getting paid for the kind of things that you just naturally have passion for shooting, but you know, it doesn't always work that way. And it's it's really freeing and liberating just to be able to to go out and just say, you know what, I'm today I'm gonna just kind of shoot for myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna get to just generate the kind of images that I feel drawn to capture. Yeah. And you know, this idea of going out every day and shooting is something that I'm, I'm trying to be aware of. Like I'm always trying to take a picture a day and it's not part of some, I mean, I know there's all these projects where people do the 365 thing and you do one picture a day. And I think those are great. And again, no judgments on any of that. You know, I tried that and when I sort of forced myself into some sort of structure, it, uh-huh. it wasn't quite working out because I I kind of felt like for me, it was, I was becoming a slave to the structure and so changing that and saying, I would just like to take a picture a day. I mean, suddenly, since I've not focused on photography for a money-making venture, you know, all of a sudden, the neighborhood that we live in has become this giant palette for me, you know? Mm, yeah. You know what? This is Here's the magic. And I'm just realizing this now. Before, I was, you know, I was working in a botanic garden and shooting beautiful. I love going to the botanic garden and shooting flowers. And I go to the museum and shoot things. And I realized I wasn't photographing people, huh. you know. And I actually uh-huh. kind of avoided it until I would shoot commercial stuff with, you know, I'd set up some, you know, buy, get some models and we would do some commercial stock work. And I actually had a good time doing that. It was some of the best productions I had were when I was shooting models and we were having a good time. Uh-huh. But, you know, I wouldn't do that a lot because it would get kind of expensive. But since I've stopped doing the kind of things like the still life and the special effects work that I've done, and now I've gone into street photography and I realized like the past year, the vast majority of my pictures have been shooting people and how much more fulfilling that is. And again, it's not a judgment about other types of photography. I just realized for me, you know, I'm getting magic from the people that I'm photographing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some way I'm capturing their souls. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about the whole sort of, you know, quote unquote, primitive attitude towards photography. And, you know, you just think of the classic story of, you know, someone from like a more indigenous environment, you know, being scared of someone taking their picture and taking their soul. And but that whole notion kind of gets at the the power of like, you know, and, and like you were talking about shooting with models and even, even with friends or, or people on the streets. I mean, there's sort of a, you know, uh, an agreement that takes place when someone says, yes, you can, you can photograph me. There is, I think something to that notion of, you know, I'm giving you a little bit of my soul. I mean, we are communing on this earth and, you know, through your art, you're somehow, you know, engaging who I am as a person. And, 
I mean, I, you know, we joke about it, but I think there's like really profound things happening there. And how cool that it's drawing you out into, you know, your your own neighborhood in a, in a new way. You know, it's funny. I just got a Twitter message from someone who's following me in England. And I believe he's a I believe it's a him. And I believe he's a police officer. Huh. And he tweeted me showing me some of his street photography that he just huh. started to do. And he said to me. Something like, I felt so guilty taking the picture. And then he said, I feel like I'm snooping. He goes, but I think that's my job anyway, that, you know, because he's a police <laughs> officer. Uh-huh. And I went back to him. I said, yeah, you're, you know, you are snooping. That's the whole point of street photography. And you're, and you are, the guilt is like, you feel like you're stealing their soul, but you're not, you know, you're not stealing the soul. You're sharing this, this little bit of a sliver of life that you experience on a day to day with, with everybody. And so when we talk about street photography, we always talk about whether or not we're, we should have permission or we don't. I shoot from the hip. You talk to people. I do it once in a while. You know, we're all people are giving us permission or not to display them. Yeah. It was just funny that we're talking about this now. And I got this this tweet the other day from this guy. And, and yeah, that's was, hilarious. Yeah. And it was great to see that he was that he targeted me to show the street photography, too. So uh-huh. um, and I got that sense there was a magic in it, too, that there was like I just captured something and and he felt you know, one way about it. And I said, don't worry, over time, you won't feel so guilty. <laughs> about Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I mean, I think really what happens is, you know, as you come to sort of like have more reverence for, you know, the, the artistry of it all, it's sort of like, you know, that like, when you just walk up to somebody and take their picture, you know, there, there could be some awkwardness, some tension, people are like, Oh, my God, who's this? What's happening? And, you know, there are just a 1000 different little, you know, subtle psychological interactions. But then at, at the same time, you know, you know, that this picture is going to join thousands of other pictures in your body of work and that there's something about that moment that prompted you to to try to capture it you know and and that nine times out of ten you're going to be looking at that image later and say wow I'm, I'm i'm glad i powered through and and got the image and you know and yeah i mean that's just part of the the ongoing tension of yeah now working with hired models and just kind of capturing life around you as it happens but you know and it's not just our body of work that we're adding to. We're adding to sort of the overall human archive. Yeah. I'm totally. hoping, you know, yeah. you know, without getting into details about whether our images are archived or not. And I'll, I'll just put a parenthesis on this. You want to you want to save your pictures? Print them. <laughs> Make prints. Put them in a book or something like that. It's probably going to be the best way to preserve these things for the future. But every picture we take adds, and every picture we show adds to the human archive. And, you know, I like to think that everything that I'm doing, this, this vast body of work I'm doing with street photography now, and I look at it now, you know, most of the stuff I'm posting on Instagram now, and I, and I, uh-huh. I sort of go back and look at the, the body of work that I have there. And, you know, not every picture is as strong as others. You know, there's some that are very strong, and there's some, but everyone is a moment in time. Yeah. And, and sort of adds to the overall experience that I'm having, you know, yeah. by going out and taking these pictures on a, on a daily basis. And I don't know, there's something, there's something to that, you know? Oh, I'm absolutely, man. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's the whole other dimension of the magic is sort of, you know, capturing these fleeting moments in time and, you know, and as time goes by, how, you know, the, the meaning kind of unfolds and a particular image will mean more to you. I mean, you know, this classic diner in our neighborhood, George's just, uh, that has this, you know, long kind of history, 
and economic struggles and has recently suddenly it's shuttered, you know? And so when I look at a picture of, uh, you know, a waiter that I've took inside at George's at the diner, you know, 10 years ago, now that's going to mean something radically different. I mean, that world has disappeared now, but it's preserved in, in these images. Do you, do you have an image that sparks that magic in you that you've taken? I mean, besides the, besides the guy at, uh, if I can find it, I I, th I think it was uh, it might have been before you were helping me archive things, Tony. Oh, but I mean, is there a specific picture that you find the magic in when you look at that you've taken, besides this guy from George's? Yeah, yeah, there, there's. Yeah, this... I'm putting you on the spot here, sort of live. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I mean, like I, I, another just kind of random things that comes to mind is just a guy who works at the bodega across the street from George's. You know, I one day I just walked in there i think it was like in the middle of the night you know and and and, and something about the scene just kind of struck me and i i just lifted my camera and my eyebrows like can i take your picture and he consented and i just took a shot and it's weird but i i love that shot and it's just it, it's such a random moment, and yet it's the kind of thing, you know, like I think we've said before, the sign of a decent photograph is one that you want to look at for more than two or three seconds. I mean, if you can look at an image and say, oh, yeah, okay, you know, show me the next one. Yeah. But if something's like, wait a minute, I, I want to look at this, you know, just tons of little details and something about the guy's energy, you know, it's just, you know, we can get into sort of like bodegas and, you know, and just the threat of being robbed and all the mm. weird stuff that happens in the weird, you know, in the wee hours of the morning. And, and this guy, somehow it's all just kind of there in his eyes, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's kind of cool. You know, when we had one of the big snows. Yeah. One of the, well, we had 15 big snows, but there was one on the Jewish holiday. No, I can't remember the name of the holiday, but it's like the Halloween where they all, everybody's dressed up. Yeah. Uh -huh. Purim. I think yeah, is it. Yeah. And, and I was out in the pictures of the snow. I was going out. It was, it was heavy snow. And across the street caught my eye of someone who I thought was Santa Claus <laughs> in a red cape and a red hat and another little person wearing red. And like it stood out so much in the snow. And I saw them. And so I ran and got ahead of them and crossed the street. And I went up to them as they were coming to me and they were on their way to a celebration. And I said, you guys look it's just so great in the snow. Can I take your picture? And they're like, yeah. And it was a father and a son and they were carrying some gifts and the father had like a crown on and a red cape. So I took wow. the shot. I took a couple of shots and he goes, well, can we see him? And I'm like, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> I completely forgot. I could show them the back of the camera. Yeah. And I showed it to them and they, they lit up and they smiled. And I thought, you know what? That's a magical moment. You know, yeah, first that they yeah. let me take the picture. Second of all, what they were wearing. And I just happened to see that. And third, this idea of being able to share it with them. And you know what? I don't know what kind of effect it had on it. And I'm not going to overemphasize that they were, you know, suddenly, well, this guy took us our picture and the world is great. But it had some effect on them. You know, yeah, it had no, to have. That's, that's part of the magic, man. Yeah. Showing somebody a picture after you've taken it and there's a moment of transformation and that moment has been captured in a way that's beautiful. It's just, that's a great joy showing somebody and seeing them light up. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And then you're crossing religious, cultural, you know, boundaries and barriers and just suddenly kind of, you know, enjoying an image in which they are the stars. I mean, what, a, what a cool story and image. Yeah. So it makes us kind of magicians as well. 
we yeah, make man. magic and and we experience the magic from the photography that we do and the photography that we see. Yeah. Even when I first got my first digital camera and I took a picture, I remember it was an old Casio. I can't believe how much I spent on it. I don't want to talk about it. And it's it was <laughs> <laughs> the picture was about the size of a postage stamp. But I just remember being amazed by taking the shot with this electronic device and in the back there was the yeah. picture I just took, you know, and it was instantly. A, yeah. yeah. And it was akin to that feeling of I had when I first developed my first picture. And, and I guess part of me was just aware that, wow, it was so great to be born in this time when this technology would let this happen. So it was magic on both ends. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm suddenly, you know, I have to go back and shoot film and experience that just being aware of where we are and the stuff in front of us. It's magic. If we were an ancient society, we saw the stuff, it would be considered magic. So Totally, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we take it for granted, but we got to remind ourselves. This is, it's a powerful, magical art form. Yeah. I think we've come to our time limit. Cool. Today, yeah. So, All right. That was a nice was talk. Fun. I like, yeah. yeah. You know, magic is, uh, let's not forget this and let's keep talking about it. I'm going to go shoot. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm fired up, man. Okay, all right. I'm trying to think of maybe I'll learn some magic tricks and so no. <laughs> so let's just not talk about that ventriloquist dummy. All no, right. no, that's like that's, out of the horror movies. No, those yeah. things come all to right. life and they stab you with Dark knives. Magic, yeah. No, that's, that's that. the of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So you know what? We have a new website that we redesigned, and so we want you guys to come and check it out. Open the doors, poke around. Hope you like it. Um, we made it for you. No. Well, yes, we did. We made it for everybody. But we're trying to become 21st century type. So come to our website at switchtomanual.com. We have lots of fun links there. You can come see our workshops that we have and our photo walks. Yeah. And uh, some of the pictures we've been talking about. Yeah. Lots yeah. of images up there. Yeah, lots of stuff there. So. Visit us there, and we are fans of Facebook, so come look for us on our page at Switch to Manual, and give us some thumbs up. Some of those blue, blue thumbs up are wonderful for us. We like that. Um, you can chase us down on Twitter, too. We're at Switch, the number two manual, so Switch to Manual. And you know what? You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, so look for... Switch to manual on iTunes and give us comments there. That's obviously a very good thing for us to get our comments on iTunes because the people at Apple will give us lots of money. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. It would be nice. They have Apple's got tons of money. They can give us some. But I think it's good to have comments on iTunes because it gives us something there. So please do that and uh, support us any way you can. We like doing this for you. And if you have any comments or questions or suggestions for our podcast, please send them to Info at switchtomanual.com. We love hearing feedback. You can also tag us on uh, Twitter, too. It's a good place. I mean, tag us anywhere you want to give us some feedback. We're good with that. And uh, we want to keep doing this podcast. So support us however you can. Right, Tom? That's right. Support the magic. Well support oui. the magic. Yeah. So that's, that's my hillbilly French. I can just say we, oui, but oui, I like to oui. say we. Oui. Yeah. We. 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 Voila. W A L A. We're now bilingual. Yes. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Get Trilingual. Some, I'm gonna get some French hate mail from you. Voila, W A L L A. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't say it like that. All right. So uh, until next time, I'm Antonio, and see you later. I'm Tom. Adios.